My name is Boyd Varty. I think of myself as an artist of experience. My passion is to create transformational experiences for myself and others as a way to explore what it means to truly live. My central exploration is to live on what I would call the track of your life. To me, this is to live courageously towards the discovery of what you are called to and to what life asks of you. So much of how I live has been informed by my passion as an animal tracker. I'm following the trail of my own life and reporting back. Preparation Day Planning the Expeditions Anthony Bourdain once said, I know there's a guy inside me who wants to lay in bed all day and eat donuts. My life is a series of stratagems to avoid and outwit that guy. If you're an artist, you know this place. I wake up at the moment at 4.30 every day and meditate for an hour. I attend to my craft and go tracking each day. I do breath work. I work out. I diligently attend to what I need to do to keep my company going. I maintain routines because I know my nature is profoundly ungrounded. I can be a drifter. I like to think that I've made myself solid with discipline and routine. But despite all of this, as an artist, on the brink of creating something, man oh man, that donut eater shows up. The dragon of resistance. In truth, resistance is its own powerful force, and no artist really goes untouched by its energy in your life. It's armed with all of your past fears and doubts. It's the worry that the muse has left you. It'll tell you that you have nothing to share, that you're a fake and a fraud. And it remains, even as time and time again, you learn that it has no ground to stand on. I remember a time I lived in Nashville and got to be around a lot of touring musicians. Something about the rhythm of their lives writing and touring and recovering was hugely informative to me as an artist. At the time I lived as all writers do, where all life gets divided into two states, writing or failing to write. Watching musicians take the time off to be empty and recharge after touring was truly illuminating. I guess resistance is the dark side of your muse. It holds your inspired action in dark balance. I'm planning my next adventure to the sacred sites, and my own resistance is rearing its head. It tells me that it's easier to just stay home where it's comfortable and you're not alone and nothing can eat you. It tells me I have nothing to say that I haven't already said. It pries into my motivations. It says, stay at home in a warm bed where a hyena can't bite your face. Look, I mean, I fully get it's not rational. On one level, I know I want to go out. On another, I find myself dragging my feet. It's like the main Londolozi camp has a gravity that I'm finding it hard to break out of. Now, I'll be honest, for years, resistance had the better of me as a creator. Now, I've learned to work with it, and I guess that's the key. It's a dance partner, not an enemy. 
and I'm in the dance right now. Resistance seems to get stronger in opposition. It feeds on self-judgment. Resistance tends to live in strange loops where you feel frozen as it whispers, you should be writing, you should be writing, you should be painting, you're not doing what you should be doing. And weirdly, that inner pressure, that voice of inner pressure, causes more freezing as you rebel against your own inner tyrant. Resistance is kind of like being sandwiched between your self-judgment and your resistance to that judgment. Two energies are colliding, creating a turbulent pool where actually nothing flows. So now I'm in the process of trying to invite it in. I'm trying to work out how to dance with it. Kind of like this. Hello, resistance. What are you trying to tell me? You're still integrating, man. Stop rushing to the next thing, it replies. Resistance has a low vibe voice. Very big Lebowski in my head. You're right, I say. What do you need, resistance? I ask. I can't do 40 consecutive days, man. It's too much, it replies. Well, no one said anything about 40 days. You future tripping the past onto the future. I'm future tripping, man. You like a band that won't stop touring. Chill, bro. We just finished six weeks in a tree. Yes, but that shit was fun as hell. Why are you dragging me down? Being a drag. <laughs> Being a drag is my job, bro. We were getting into an argument. So I stopped and decided to just reach out. Tell me what you need, resistance. I'll listen. Can we just kind of find our way into this next project? Resistance replied. Sure, I said. And just like that, I changed my initial plan from a non-stop five-day route march around the reserve to a series of expeditions. Each expedition would be its own venture. I might drive the old World War II Willys Jeep out or walk alone. I might take a few people or a single friend. I might go to a place for a night or stay a few days. I want to let each experience show me what it wants to be. This is actually an art form that requires a lot of sensitivity, the ability to feel for what wants to happen, to create an experience out of what seems to flow. The cool thing about expeditions is the logistical load is much lower. All I need is my sleeping bag, maybe a tent, a little food, some water. Between expeditions, I can come back to camp to resupply. I can share the story, get what I need and go out again. Here in the eastern part of South Africa, the winter has fully arrived and it's beautifully cold and crisp at dusk and dawn. The days are balmy and you can walk around all day in cool air and warm sun wearing nothing but a t-shirt. Since 40 days, the tracking conditions have been improving every day as the grass has thinned and the soil is becoming more powdery. Frankly, the conditions couldn't be better. The reserve and South Africa is still in lockdown, so it's an empty wilderness, a wild playground. I notice I have a bias towards making things hard. It's a very masculine inclination towards a challenge. 
But sacred sites, I'm realizing, is not about that. In fact, the exploration of a felt sensitivity in nature is to me in some ways an antidote to the endless conquest mentality that we see in nature. I want to feel the land. I want to work out how to tune myself to the sacred. Recently, I watched Laird Hamilton talk about his process with big waves. He said that before a huge surf arrives, he goes through different states of being. First, there's a kind of excited, anxious anticipation. Then, in the moments just before he goes out into those monsters, his body totally shuts down its energy. Weirdly, the anxiety kind of gives way to total rest, like his body knows it's preparing. When he goes out, he says an energy comes into him from the ocean. He says he could be severely injured and he can operate off that energy that is transmitted from the waves. I love this idea. I should imagine that to Laird, being in 100-foot surf is church. That's where the sacred is for him. That's where God is. I felt my own version of this tracking lions. It's like I'm pushed aside and the zone state comes. Almost like another being replaces you. In that presence, I feel close to everything and everything feels sacred. This exploration I'm about to embark on is not a test of will or strength. It's a test of maturing into a capacity to quickly tune into the presence of that other place. That other place where a different energy comes from. The presence in which you feel somehow replaced by something and finally fully yourself. These expeditions are more about subtlety than strength. Together, we're going to go in search of the sacred. I will take you to the most secret places I know in this wilderness. Maybe we'll find a few new sacred sites together. I recently asked my friend Andrew what was the most sacred moment of his life. I'm not spiritual like you, he said. I wouldn't call it sacred. For me, it's been times of pure overflowing joy. I really like that. On the track of the sacred, I'm going to welcome what resistance has to teach and listen to Andrew and make each expedition we go on about finding maximum joy. There's more to come. I've decided to keep my call sign. I'd love to know what yours is. Four zero, out. This has been another episode of the Track Your Life podcast with Boyd Varty. Follow us on Instagram at Boyd underscore Varty, Twitter at Boyd Varty, visit Boyd's website at boydvarty.com or subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast player. Please rate and review this podcast so that more people can find and enjoy it.